Namaste. Welcome to the Ilonga Yogi Podcast. My name is Kate. I'm from a small but beautiful city in the Philippines called Iloilo City. I'm a certified yoga instructor and I own a yoga studio here in Iloilo City as well. I share content on yoga, mindfulness, fitness, mental health, self-care, and wellness. For today's episode, I will be sharing with you my journey with endometriosis. Before we get into it, I want to let you know that I teach classes both at my yoga studio and online. So if you're interested in taking a class with me, just head over to ilongayogi.com slash studio for the schedule and rates and to book there as well. So hello and welcome to another episode. I wanted to talk about my experience with endometriosis. This has been a very long journey of mine and it's only now that I'm starting to take some steps into managing it in the best way for me. And so my intention for this is that ever since I had my most recent OB checkup, I knew I wanted to do this episode because I know that there's not much information about it online probably because women don't realize they have it or they're still figuring it out too and it's just like a very uncomfortable unbearably uncomfortable actually experience and condition to have so i hope that this episode will help you learn from my journey and most importantly that there may be other ways to manage endometriosis other than just what the majority of women may have been told including myself Disclaimer, I am no professional when it comes to reproductive health, so this is all based on my personal opinion and what I'm going through right now. Also, I am still new in this journey, so I am learning as I go along. (laughs) Okay, so let's go back to how it all started, how it all began. And I remember that when I was getting older, especially around high school time, my period starting to get started to get irregular. I was going through a lot of things, especially during this time I was diagnosed with clinical depression. So maybe it had something to do with that. And my eating habits drastically changed during that time. And I was very mentally and emotionally unstable. So I remember I would miss periods, not thinking it was a big deal because nobody told me that it was. Uh, Nobody told me that your periods shouldn't be as painful as they were. Um, And so I started feeling that way, like I started getting very painful periods, I think it was after college. And I think that was in 2013, I was in the States and I even was rushed to the ER because it was extreme pain, but I didn't know that it was because of my period and nobody even like thought of it being because of my period either so all i remember is that my mom took me to the er because i think i complained that it was very 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 painful already and of course my mom's first instinct was that it might be appendicitis so they wanted to make sure and check that it wasn't and of course i did some tests and they found nothing but nobody really considered getting an ultrasound or suggested that i should get an ultrasound so I remember we just went home and I was still in pain. I couldn't even like go up the stairs. I had to crawl up the stairs because it was very, very painful to stand up. And a few years later, I had to go back to the ER for the same, for the same pain. But this time it was worse. Uh, it was late at night. And I remember that I just 
woke up because of the pain nothing i've never experienced anything like that like anything waking you up from deep sleep because you're in severe pain already and of course this was nothing that i've ever experienced before it was so bad that um i had to go to the er like around 2 a.m sorry about my voice (laughs) um i had to rush to the er and everyone was panicking um and i'm glad that somebody in the er actually recommended that i get an ultrasound i guess because i don't know if i was on my period or they told me they asked me when my period was going to come and it was supposed to come around that time i'm not sure i can't remember anymore but after i got an ultrasound that's when they found out that i had a large cyst i don't know the details anymore this was a very overwhelming time for me so i don't remember everything (laughs) but uh, again because my mom's a nurse It was her first instinct to have it surgically removed. And uh, she was also unsure about this whole situation for me. All she knows is based on her experience because she also had a myoma taken out. So that was what she wanted to do for me as well. So we had to get it surgically removed immediately. And because at that time, I was just so confused, overwhelmed about everything. I didn't really want to undergo surgery because I didn't understand what was happening to me. But I think that I just trusted my mom at the time. I didn't ask any questions anymore. I just did as she said. And I went through the surgery. The surgery was fine. Recovery wasn't as bad as, as I thought it would be. And when I went back to my OB, of course, she wanted me to take birth control to completely stop my period to avoid any further growth, which is a typical practice when you're when you have endometriosis or anything that's kind of related to that so you know this very well if you have uh, PCOS or endometriosis or anything like that and this at the time was just way too much for me I already just went through surgery I didn't understand what's going on I was going through a lot personally too so I wasn't really ready to face the side effects of birth control because I've never taken it before and what it can do to my body but most importantly to my mental state if you know my story then you know that when I was younger like I mentioned earlier I was diagnosed with clinical depression and during that time around 15 years old 16 I had to take antidepressants and antidepressants really just mm, effed me up (laughs) it really effed me up because I think that until now, it's still the same side effect. Your your appetite changes, so I started to eat so much more. I was very just low in energy. I was just so low in energy, just very tired and sleepy, like didn't want to go out and do anything. Um, but And I was eating a lot. So of course, during that time when I took antidepressants, I gained so much weight. And if you are someone with... A similar condition then you know exactly what I'm talking about it just sucks I hated it because sure maybe the the medication was was addressing one problem uh, I guess my depression in a way um, but it was creating a new mental problem for me which it which had to do with my body and my weight like I started to to starve myself I started to to um, not take care of my body anymore even when i was really like stick thin i still felt like i was fat so it just created this whole other possibly disorder (laughs) 
which I just wanted to avoid when it came to my my endometriosis. I didn't want to take medication that could probably most likely change my appetite, change my body and my diet and then cause another problem, especially at this point in my life when I am doing so much better when it comes to my mental health. I don't want to do anything that can maybe possibly harm that or affect that. So it's just, again, it was just like too much for me at that time uh, when I was going through a lot already. And then we're going to add on that another layer of taking pills and dealing with all the the side effects. I just, I just didn't want that at all. I hated that. So as I mentioned earlier, I decided to not take medication that was prescribed at that time. It was a personal choice. But of course, I'm not saying that you should not take medication. This is all based on my personal experience and what what I prefer. Okay, so uh, in any other scenario, if I had to take medication, I would. But for this time at that point, I just wasn't ready yet. And I didn't want to do that yet. So after that surgery... You know, I continued on. Uh, my periods, I remember, were not as painful anymore, but my lifestyle was just, just not good. It was terrible. It wasn't a good, healthy lifestyle for my condition. I was going through a lot of stress. At that point, I still didn't know that I had bipolar too. Like, I still wasn't aware of my mental health. So I was not doing good things to my body. And I remember, although I, my periods weren't as painful as they used to be, there was a time when I didn't get my period. And that rarely happens to me unless I'm really going through so much stress. And so at that t- time, because I was going through a breakup, I was really going through it. And I didn't get my period for several months. Then my periods would slowly get more painful like through the years. So this was like about three years later. 2020 happened and of course when you're stuck at home i'm sure we can all relate i started to eat more i started to eat a lot more sugar and dairy and just processed food and i noticed that my dysmenorrhea became unbearable like it was very very painful and i knew that was not normal anymore and that i needed to address that asap especially when i already have plans of having kids in the future you know i'm already 30 right now and so that's why this year I had it checked and there was still growth and a few cysts it wasn't like alarming yet however because they were able to detect endometriosis back then I guess my OB knew that this was this is still a problem this is the issue I have and so she prescribed me with birth control and when I when I wanted when I started this whole journey of having it checked again and and um, seeing my OB again in my mind I knew that she was going to prescribe me birth control and that I was going to take it this time like I told myself that I'm going to do it this time no matter what the side effects are I just want to do this because I felt like this is the best decision for me right now and then after seeing my OB uh, and talking to her I just still felt uncomfortable with like the side effects again and and what it was going to do to me because yes it can address my endometriosis it'll stop my period and all of that but there's a lot of like cons to that too and you know this year 
I already feel like really good. Like I mentioned earlier, I feel really, really good about my mental state. I feel good about my body. I feel good about a lot of things, and I have been the most productive, but in a more mindful way than I ever have been in my whole entire life. I'm in a really good place. And you know, if I take anything like pills, like birth control, this will throw me off. It will throw me off. And And I don't know if I am ready for that again. I still am uncomfortable for it, especially when I haven't done much research about my condition. And so I started to do that. I decided to do that. I decided to look into it so that I know a little bit more about endometriosis. There's a lot of things online already. And I know that there are some that may be fake news and some that are probably true, but you know, I said, I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to pick what, which, which uh, tools I can use that seem pretty safe, that are safe, you know, that like no harm can be done, but uh, have been proven to address endometriosis. And so one of the things that I found was that acupuncture is a really good way as well as changing your diet and adding supplements and vitamins. So I told myself that, you know what, I'm going to give myself the next six months, which is a pretty good time frame in, in, in my opinion, um, by the end of the year, basically. So the next six months, by the end of the year, I will give myself in that amount of time to try all of these things out, to change a lot of things in my diet, lifestyle, and try acupuncture. And if there's still no progress by next year, then I have no choice but to take those pills regardless. So that was kind of my promise to myself. So let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about my juice brand, Daily Greens. If you're in Ilila City and looking for healthy juice that doesn't have any added sugar, preservatives, and is packed with nutrients, then you should try Daily Greens. With two flavors, healthy greens, which is mostly leafy greens, and carrots and veg, which is 50% carrots and other vegetables and fruits, I have made sure that this drink is healthy and nutritious. A lot of the healthy juices sold on the market put more fruits to help it taste better and sweeter, but completely miss the point of being a nutritious and healthy drink, and they end up being too pricey too. Daily Greens makes sure that you get the most out of a bottle packing it with more vegetables than fruits and making it fresh every single day, not to mention affordable for everyone too. You can enjoy a bottle or two every day, which is perfect if your goal is to get healthier in a more sustainable way. Because we want to ensure the best quality, I encourage you to pre-order at least a day before and you can either pick it up at my yoga studio, Body Love Yoga Studio in Manduriao, or have it delivered straight to you via Maxim. This is your sign to kickstart your journey to healing your body and mind with daily greens. So now, what am I doing to manage my endometriosis? Well, first, let's talk about my diet. I have always wanted to be more mindful in the way I eat. If you know me personally, I know that from the outside, it may look like I kind of have it all figured out only because I work out a lot, I teach yoga, but food has been my Achilles heel. Eating was always a way to comfort me when I'm stressed, and it still is. So not just portion-wise, but I am so used to eating a lot of junk, like fries, ice cream, cake, dessert, chips, candy, everything. I used to eat this every single day and every single meal and thought it was okay. (laughs) Now that I'm older and know much more about 
the effects of sugar and processed food. I definitely eat excessively and I know my cravings are causing me more discomfort for my endometriosis. If anything, I feel like the food I eat, the unhealthy food that I eat, plus the depression and all of that that I've been through when I was younger, it's definitely the endometriosis. And it's kind of ironic because when I talk to my doctor, my acupuncture wrist, (laughs) who's also a doctor, um, he told me that based on traditional Chinese medicine, endometriosis or anything that has to do with like issues in the reproductive system of women, it, it's usually linked to anger. And I think that that comes with bipolar. Uh, I can get a bit angry. And I'm not saying that that's how bipolar usually is. Like I know that in most people's minds, when they think of bipolar, it's someone who is just calm, one minute and then just just like breaks down or or gets really angry out of nowhere the second another minute and that's not how it is actually but in my case when it comes to my bipolar i do experience extreme anger not to the point where i get too violent or or uh that i have anger issues or anything but yes i do have uh some anger sometimes that i that i express and so I get how that kind of makes sense that when it comes to anger, when it comes to depression, when it comes to just a lot of those issues mentally, I think it's all linked to my endometriosis. And back to the food though, the food that I eat is not 100% healthy or even balanced even to this day. But I can say that the way I eat now has changed about 50%. And this is the way that I have always wanted to eat in, a, in some way because I know that when it comes to food and my journey with food, it'll take a lot of time. This is how I've been eating all my life, especially in times when I was very stressed and going through depression. I would just eat and eat terribly. <laughs> so I know that that's not going to be very easy, much like my journey with my mental health, with my bipolar. It took several years for me to get to this point where I feel a lot more grounded and balanced and more aware you know so i know that this will take time but i feel really good about the way i'm eating now so just to give you an example okay i'll break it down (laughs) in the morning i usually only have a cup of black coffee so this is before i work out i don't eat anything i find that having just a cup of black coffee is good enough for me so far and this alone was a big change for me since I used to be that person that would put like three spoons of sugar and so much milk in my coffee, I swear. And I have kind of trained myself to, to, to completely stop that, to let that go. So I have only black coffee. And when it comes to having endometriosis or anything, any condition that's similar to that, I have read that you have to lessen the amount of caffeine you have. You can have a little bit of caffeine, especially if you're so dependent to it already, but limit it to about just a cup of coffee. So that's what I've been doing. I would uh, only drink a cup of coffee and spread it out throughout the day. And for me personally, I kind of like my coffee a little bit diluted. You know, you can you can send me hate for that. <laughs> but I like my coffee diluted so usually I just keep adding like hot water throughout the day and that's what I'll keep drinking and I find that that has been 
really good for me. It's been actually enough. And that's a lot to say, especially for someone who used to drink two to three cups of coffee just to function. I only have a cup of coffee now. Sometimes I don't even drink coffee, especially on the weekends when I know that it's kind of a more laid back day. So after working out, I usually have a salad because I would meal prep on the weekends, just like this huge bowl of a salad. That way I can just grab it and go. So this has been my meals. My kind of uh, my post-workout meal would be a salad and then a bigger portion of meat. So at this point, this is where I am not perfect. And, and this is where that statement is in bold caps, okay? Because I still have processed meat. Now, say what you want. I know that processed meat is terrible and all these things, but... Um, for now, this is what works for me. This is what works for me, and I'd rather take that than cause more stress just because I'm trying so hard to find really clean meat or meat that I can eat. So for now, this is what I do. I usually, I, I'll usually have chicken chorizo or sometimes hot dog, spam, or any sort of meat that I can find that can pass as like a breakfast meat. <laughs> and then I'll have eggs too if I have that. Sometimes it'll just be eggs. It, again, it just depends. But I try to make sure that I have a bigger chunk of protein so that I don't get too hungry too soon. Then around mid-morning, usually I'm very busy at this time. I'm working, I've practiced yoga, or I have errands. It's just a lot of things happening, so I'll just have a bottle of my daily greens. Then for lunch, I usually have my lunch earlier in the day, uh, and you'll see why. You'll understand later why, but usually I'll have it around 11 or earlier, uh, or anytime that I start to get hungry, basically. Right now, I have subscribed to a meal plan, which is 101 Food. If you're familiar with that, they're based in Iloilo City, and my meals are... Uh, kind of curated for me and my needs including my endometriosis so my meals are heavy on protein again vegetables and sometimes little to no carbs so with endometriosis it's actually better if you lessen your carb intake which makes sense for me um, because I've noticed that my body does not respond well to carbs I get very bloated and sleepy when I eat gluten when I eat rice so uh, this works better for me along with my meal I I know that probiotics, probiotics is also great in general, so I have kombucha. I have kombucha with my meals, sometimes Greek yogurt too with granola and honey, but I know that's still dairy and sugar and I don't like to have that very often. So just like if I'm feeling feisty, that's when I'll have that. Uh, then afterwards mid-afternoon this is again busy on like admin work most of the time so I'm on my computer I'm on my laptop so usually I'll just keep uh, drinking that cup of black coffee that I've had earlier in the morning and then I like to munch on something too like sky flakes or any sort of crackers that has that doesn't have sugar in it or uh, yeah basically not too much sugar in it or better if it has zero sugar and then I've been trying to drink more fluids, so I also enjoy fresh coconut or buko. Uh, lucky for me, I have a vendor right outside where I live, and so I'm able to buy every single day. So no more excuses for me either. <laughs> right before I teach my class in the evening, I try to eat about two to three hours before, which is usually my last meal for the day because, again, like I mentioned earlier, I like to eat my lunch early, and so I start to get hungry around like 3 p.m. So I'll usually eat by 3 p.m. and uh, 
I don't like to eat dinner anymore at night because what I found is that when I teach, right, and I'm hungry when I'm teaching, I get really tired after teaching. So I just want to eat whatever I can find. So I just end up eating mindlessly. And I don't want to do that because I end up like indulging a lot right before bed. You know, I end class by seven and I'll still have work to do. So I end up eating dinner by eight. So I don't like eating dinner that late already unless like I have family over and, you know, we, we, we have dinner out and all that stuff. So that does still happen. Um, that's why I, I'm not too strict about it either. So for the most part, I like to eat before I teach so that I have enough time for my dinner to to burn away <laughs> before I have to teach. And then after I teach, I usually just enjoy another bottle of my daily greens because I have two every single day as much as possible. And then later in the evening, uh, my partner will usually prepare me a protein shake because I don't like being so hungry when I sleep, right? And then when I wake up, if I eat anything, like if I eat a heavy meal before I go to bed, I notice that I wake up hungrier. So I... I have been drinking just a protein shake before bed with oats and peanut butter so that that's kind of almost like my pre-workout. And then before uh, I work out the next morning, I don't feel as hungry or weak. So this has worked for me so far. Okay? I don't like to fast either. Again, I listen to my body and I check in with myself if I'm feeling hungry at this hour or not because I know that every single day, my body responds differently so whatever whatever my body is communicating to me i try to listen and pay attention and then i address that so besides the food i eat i've also changed my workout routine slightly i do crossfit and yoga but now i'm cutting my workout schedule from five times a week to about three to four times a week focusing more on weightlifting and lessening my metcon so if you don't know what metcon is it's more like cardio and uh, or anything that's like very taxing when it comes to uh, like running or anything like fast sprint movements i try to lessen that because not only because i don't like it <laughs> but that is a factor too a little bit not a, not as much as before but uh, i actually do enjoy it a little bit more now but i've noticed that I experience pain and sometimes like bloating around my uterus area, pelvic area when I do too much metcon or cardio. So it just makes sense to me because I've always had a hard time like with running or sprinting. It's just not me. It's just not how I like to move my body. So I am going to lessen that. I have been lessening it. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to work on practicing yoga and Pilates more often now only 20 to 30 minutes a day since I have to teach as well which is already like draining enough um, so 20 minutes is perfect for me already that way I'm not too tired and then I've also uh, learned that walking long walks is also good for my condition so I think that I'll start incorporating that as well it's kind of hard because like back in when I was still in Manila, it was so easy to walk around. I used to walk every single day to school. I used to walk everywhere when I was already working. Uh, and now in here in Iloilo City, that's not really a common thing. But also because um, everything is close enough, but not conducive to walking, you know. So 
there's that too so i'm gonna try and actually like schedule it in a week I know that I can't do this every single day because of my schedule, but if I do it like once or twice a week, I think that will be a big deal already. So, walking more is another thing that I'll start to do. So, if you're someone who hates working out, start with walking. Like, honestly, try to walk for a long time <laughs> while listening to a podcast or, you know, looking around、um, and enjoying nature. I think that that's a very good way to start, actually. The next thing that I'm trying is, of course, supplements.、Um, I'm trying to take more fish oil, magnesium, ashwagandha, and I'll add more because,、uh, you know, vitamins are very expensive. They're very, very, very expensive. But I'll try to add more eventually, especially looking into more supplements that are actually good for endometriosis. I've also recently tried this packaged drink. I don't know, I'm just seeing if it works or not, but I've seen good reviews on it. And it's meant to address like dysmenorrhea, so we'll see. I don't know, it's expensive, but I'm willing to try anything at this point. I'm very desperate, so I don't know, we'll see.、Um, then, lastly, of course, is acupuncture. I am so thankful that there is one acupuncture place in Hilo. And after talking to him, he definitely reassured me that acupuncture can address endometriosis and that he has had actually a lot of patients already with that condition. So I, I've been doing this twice a week and will continue to do this for the next few months. And it just feels good. I, I actually enjoy acupuncture. I've never done it before. And this was the first time. And now that I do it every single week, It's, it's interesting, and I, I have a lot of faith in it, <laughs> and I hope that it will definitely help me. But you know, this journey is still a process. All of this that I'm sharing with you, it's still a process. I'm still very early on in this journey, and even in the, in the beginning of this podcast, I have told you that this is still ongoing for me. So I am figuring it all out as I go. And I won't be able to tell if this works or this doesn't work unless I get my period. I will share that I did get my period、um, a few weeks ago. And this was like a week into my first week with acupuncture and like changing my diet and all that, all that stuff, right? And I've noticed that my period has felt different. Different than it ever has before. So, in my case, whenever I get my period, of course, the first heavy day, which sometimes is the day one or day two, it depends. Like maybe sometimes day one is pretty light and then day two is very, very heavy. But、um, what I do remember is my heavy, heavy day. Whenever I'm on that day, I, fe- I feel this intense, sharp pain. It feels like there's like A rock or something inside my uterus, just like pushing against my body from the inside in a very painful way. And it's like it, it crescendos and then it starts to lessen and then it crescendos again and then it lessens. I don't know if that's the same feeling of contractions, but it's painful. It's the worst feeling ever and it's unbearable. Besides that, you have the cramps that you feel throughout the day that again just like come in and then. Then go away, then come in and go away. And it's just like hard to function. It's just very painful down there. It feel, it's like that same feeling if you've ever like experienced extreme diarrhea. It's that feeling when you feel like you're about to just run to the bathroom and like, I don't know, poop everything out.、Um, 
in the most painful way it's kind of that feeling you know it's like cramps and also like that sharp pain when i got my period recently this was after a week of acupuncture so just two sessions i think um i did not feel i i felt like that sharp pain and it would crescendo but it kind of stopped you know like it would crescendo just a little bit and then it would go down so it would it wouldn't like reach the highest point that i have experienced in the past where it was like very very painful already it would like crescendo and then it would just go back down so it was mm, tolerable but i did experience a different kind of dysmenorrhea a different kind of cramping um and it still wasn't a great experience i still felt like i wanted to go to the hospital <laughs> um which is what i always feel all the time uh but this time around what i felt was i got chills and i was just like sweating cold sweats so my my hands and my fa- and my feet were very cold but i was sweating and i did feel like i wanted to faint and all of that which is again very normal in my case that's not very normal but it is normal to me and when i took usually i take i take uh ibuprofen just for the pain after taking that i was good like usually i would have to take uh ibuprofen the whole day so like multiple times every like so few hours right and i would still like feel the pain right and i wouldn't even be able to function at all but what happened was i only felt it in the morning and right after i took ibuprofen i was better like i was okay i was functioning again i was able to work i was able to practice teach yoga and pra- it was crazy like i was able to function like a normal human being again and i did not feel that much pain anymore so that's like i hope like a very good sign right now i am currently in my ovulation period ovulation time and usually ovulation is also not fun for me because i experience bloating sometimes i feel like pain and i think that right now i do feel a little bit of pain and i think that's more because i did do a metcon workout yesterday and that was already like my sign that yes i have to lessen my metcon workouts because i can feel my body is not responding to that well at all so that was only like my second workout metcon workout for the week so i definitely have to just do once a week um because it's not good for me anymore so i think that's my body reacting to that but also i had ice cream yesterday again i'm not perfect as i said i had ice cream yesterday so i think that's another reason um that uh i'm feeling this and i did have a lot of rice yesterday too so uh taking that into consideration so this is as you can see this is me like every single day i'm learning and learning and learning more and i'm realizing that oh i really cannot do this or i really can't do that because my body like instantly responds you know it instantly communicates with me so that's like that's what's happening right now and uh oh, it's um it's quite a, a journey you know and i feel like this is very it reflects or like it mirrors my experience with bipolar too you know it can get frustrating in the middle of it all um but i if you know if the same thing happens with my endometriosis then i have so much faith in this that i will be able to find like peace and healing eventually um and i know it might take time but i 
I trust in it and I hope that I can really trust in this. So if you have endometriosis or any other condition similar to mine, I know how painful it is and frustrating to go through this. But I hope that you learn from my experience and maybe start exploring other options that may bring you more peace of mind, just like for me. So just to summarize everything, a few things that I've been doing to address my endometriosis is because I'm not taking medication, I have to be very strict and disciplined when it comes to the food I eat, when it comes to the things I ingest or take in my body. And one of those things is to avoid sugar dairy and carbs while eating more protein and vegetables to lessen my caffeine intake i don't drink alcohol at all right now and to drink more water then finding the best supplements and vitamins for your condition so maybe you can consult this with a doctor or a nutritionist and then exercise honestly exercise is the best thing that you can do so walking yoga pilates weightlifting and less cardio so don't pressure yourself too much again walking is great a healthier lifestyle is also important because you could be doing all of this but if your sleep is still effed up then there's really no point so make sure that you're sleeping well and that your digestion is well is good enough and that you're feeling good and healthy you're not easily getting sick and then acupuncture acupuncture is definitely worth trying um, and it's best to consult with uh, someone who is, uh, I don't know if you can call it certified or if, uh, uh, yeah, I guess certified <laughs> as an acupuncturist, like a, a legit acupuncturist. So if you have that near you, definitely uh, give that a try. So I guess that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Ilonga Yogi podcast. You can check out my blog, ilongayogi.com for more similar content and follow me on my socials at Ilonga Yogi. I'm wishing you peace in your body, peace in your mind, and peace in your heart wherever you are. Take care and I'll talk to you again soon.